This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Ipswich Town get their promotion chase back on track with a sexy 4-0 win away at Millwall. Welcome to the Blue Monday Late Live in. Loving. It's easy for me to say. Let's talk all about it in a second. Late night loving. That's what I meant to say. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to Joe. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing the turn up or down. Since 2015, we're going live straight after Millwall nil, Ipswich Town 4. And joining us to give his views, Joe Fairs resplendent in orange. How are you feeling after that one, Joe? Well, superb, wasn't it? It's just a great victory. Exactly what we needed. We, We sort of hinted at it at the weekend that we thought we could do this tonight against Millwall but didn't want to be sort of too overconfident but the game just went exactly as we wanted it to go and yeah I think we've sort of shown a sort of wake up we're still here to the pundits and the press that maybe have written us off a little bit over the last few days. Yeah and there's definitely lots of things to like about the victory as well we'll get through the kind of blow by blow account of the game but very quickly uh, the, the the second half a little bit of an anticlimax after such an amazing first half but how great is it to get Ali Al Hamadi off the mark uh, albeit maybe a little bit fortuitously with the penalty award but that was probably a really great way to end the game wasn't it yeah and both your new strikers have scored tonight yeah come on Al Hamadi's come on caused a bit of chaos yeah it, it looked like it might have been outside the box but it was I, like you couldn't see what was going on, but it did sound like you could hear, obviously, what was going on in the background of the of the game. And there seemed a big cheer, which I assumed was when Al Hamidi was given the ball to take the penalty. So the away fans there, who were in brilliant voice from brilliant. the first minute to the last, were sort of ready and wanting Ali to take the penalty. And he got it, slotted it away. And yeah, he, he deserved he deserved that from the little cameo he gave. And yeah, just great to see the guys on the score sheet. Yeah, as you said, uh, Kiefer Moore scoring tick, um, Broadhead um, back to his best tick. Um, Wes Burns, I thought, um, excellent as well, be it maybe didn't get the the kind of goal um, creation stats that maybe he would have liked. But Harry Clark, a lot of love for him as well in the chat as well. Let's get to the chat. Um, fair play to John, who who pinged a message at 10 to 9. Uh, Joe's on it. Uh, uh, just uh, That's beer number one, uh, tick. A great first half, says John. Um and then, yeah, Darren joining us at five past nine, town scores first. What's going on? What a first half. There you go. Um, yeah, Darren, three points. Clean sheet. Very happy with that. Exactly right. Andreas, great to have you with us as well. One of the Telegram VIPs. Norman, more like it. He says, Harry Clark, man of the match. Joe, your thoughts on Harry Clark for man of the match, shout? I thought he was brilliant because he was, he was playing a slightly different role tonight, wasn't he? Where normally he's sort of just the right back and getting up and down. But he seemed to be man Mark and Z and Fleming just sort of drifting in with him throughout the game he's probably Millwall's most dangerous attacker and he managed to sort of shut him out of the game and he sort of was sometimes right back in a free sometimes sort of central in in the midfield in the free got round obviously set up the third goal gave Amari Hutchinson and Wes Burns a lot of support up there and yeah probably it's, it's hard to think of many better games he's had in a Ipswich shirt than that one tonight yep 
big shout there. Uh, we'll we'll get your shouts from out of the match towards the end once we've uh, gone through the game. Gary, um, if you are listening to this after the fact, um, having got out of Millwall, and we hope you got out of Millwall safely because there might not be any home fans left, but we know it's a, maybe it's a, a bit of a difficult place to get to. Um, but Gary says our supporters were just brilliant, great. Um, pace up front, um, he says, presumably from um, the players, not the supporters. Um, I didn't think any of our players didn't give their all good performance and a pen at long last. Michael, good day um, to you in Brisbane. Uh, good team performance. Uh, I see much Clark had a really good game in attack and at the back. Um, we'll just make the chant all about him. Horsolera, what a result. That was a deafening wall of Ipswich noise in Brooklyn tonight. Hello, New York. Um, Neil, great to win and get back amongst them. Yeah, we've got Leeds fans in the chat. We see you. Um, it's not over yet. Uh, Austin, Blue Army, uh, David W. Evening Chaps. Um, Zora, big, big win. Professional performance. Burgess slipped back in perfectly. Um, but Brody, back at his best. Talk to us very briefly about Burgess. Joe, I think all of us expected him to get back into the team sooner rather than later. Maybe he wasn't expecting such a, a fearsome start to you know get warmed back up, but um, settled in and yeah, we just did what Burgess does, just confident, you know, got got the job done. Well, from about Christmas last year, sort of Luke Wolverton and Cameron Burgess have formed an excellent partnership at the back there, haven't they? And it's only been whilst he's gone off to there that George Edmonds has come in and he's done and he's done well when he's came in and. I thought Kieran McKenna would probably have a tough decision to make whether to bring Burgess in or not, but he's brought him in and you're straight back to that lovely balance between the right foot and the left foot. Some of his passing tonight was great. He was a little bit rusty at times and he's probably still getting back up to full match speed after effectively having a month off mid-season with barely any football. But no, I, th- I think it's a right call to get back into the team. I think if we want to be our strongest 11, that involves Cameron Burgess in the team. And yeah, he was excellent tonight. And especially in that first 10, 15 minutes when there was a real sort of aerial bombardment, set-piece bombardment coming in, you you have great confidence with him in there, don't you? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Worth saying at this point, uh, Joe is a little bit under the weather, folks. So uh, do give Joe some love on this Valentine's night. He's um, He stepped in. Dave has failed a late fitness test. There's obviously a sickness bug going through the Blue Monday camp. Um, But Joe's (laughs) Joe's self-medicating with some beer there at... Uh, 10 past 10 so good on you but yeah Joe's a little bit nasally uh, Matt asks great win when was the last time we scored four goals away from home we'll put that out in the chat Joe's frying that one in the think what I, I I couldn't think of any since Paul Cook was here with the Wickham and Portsmouth away Wickham, games and then yeah, actually the very Portsmouth. first away game of Kieran McKenna's turn Gillingham yeah, Gillingham away when we beat them 4-0 but I, I couldn't think of any in our incredible run where we scored four no. goals away from home um, if if we've gone, if we're going to go with Gillingham, I think if we've if if anyone can beat Gillingham, oh, actually, yeah, people have said Charlton oh, away, in Charlton chat, away. But, oh, oh yeah, let, let's just there you wipe go, Matt. Memory. We'll get, that's that's not what you wanted, Matt, is it? Um, we'll move on swiftly from that. Uh, a fans outstanding tonight. Agree with that, Clarky. Another shout from Paul, Clarky, man of the match. Alex, uh, header from Broadhead, fantastic. We'll definitely talk about that in a second but we need to say alex thank you for the super chat and we appreciate you you can do likewise if you're watching live on youtube there's a little button in the chat area but thumbs up we love thumbs up too that's a great currency for us as well and we see uh per and angela over on facebook have given us a thumbs up over there as well so thank you everyone but thank you alex thank you so much for your support um should we talk about let's um there's lots of stuff in the chat we'll try and catch up as best we can but let's at least um deal with some of the key bits of of the match action firstly joe here's the ipswich town lineup slightly cover our faces but two changes and um, we mentioned burgess coming in hutchinson coming in for chaplin probably not a major surprise i think probably called on sunday wasn't it on the flagship well we, we spoke about hutchinson doing enough to deserve a start and it was a talk of who's he going to come in for and we did say or i said on the chat that Wes burns just gives us such that nice balance with his sort of tactical discipline on that right hand side and he's sort of the wide guy the full back as we move between three at the back and four at the back he's very very important to give us a platform to build from so yeah it was it was important that he stayed in the team and that really only leaves connor chaplin who has up until tonight started every league game this season that's the first time he hasn't started a game but he hasn't quite been at it in recent weeks you look at the chances he's missed at the weekend and he's not quite on it. And Hutchinson came in and was, yeah, did, did that role and added a little bit more to it. He 
was changing positions with Burns. He was still yeah. dropping in behind Burns to play that ball into him. They were they were switching. He was driving on the ball. He was picking up the ball in good positions. And he's given Kieran McKenna a headache, which is a nice headache to have at this stage of the season. Exactly right, yeah. And that pace adds another dimension as well to our attacking play. Um, apart from that, Joe, uh, worth knowing that obviously Edmondson misses out completely from, from the bench as well. He drops out completely. But look at that bench. Walton, Twanzebe, Humphreys, Travis, Harness, Sarmiento, Chapman, Alhamadi, Jackson. Um, that's quite fearsome, isn't it, for any team, let alone a team that's been newly promoted to be able to take to Millwall, isn't it? Um, gives us confidence for the rest of the season, doesn't it? And it, it was noted on the in the sort of commentary. I, w- I watched the game on Sky, not Town TV. But Andy Hitchcliffe kept saying, "Like, look at the bench; it's so attacking." And as the game mm-hmm. wore on, even though we were three and a lap, we kept making attacking substitutions. And it was yeah. just so we've just got exactly what Kieran McKenna <laughs> talks about because he doesn't like to put a centre back on the bench. So George Edmondson goes straight out of the squad because you've got Axel Two and Zabe there who can cover your sort of right back and centre back positions. And it's just, it's just exactly what you need, isn't it? Yep, exactly. We're gonna, tonight's phrase is exactly what you need with a chant is very much in our head. A lot of love for Kieran McKenna right now, obviously given a lot of noise and nonsense that we're um, probably going to have to indulge at some point in the chat, but for now we're going to ignore it. But happy 100, Kieran McKenna. Only 12 defeats in those 100 matches, Joe. That's nuts, isn't it? And what a guy. 202 points. 202 <laughs> points. We're on two points yeah. a game, just about two points a game under McKenna. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't and, it? And what if you think since... Obviously, this time last year, Valentine's Night last year was when we started our crazy run. It, it's yes. now over a year that we've only lost four league games in, and two of those were to Leeds. Yes, good old Leeds. Hello, Leeds. And uh, yeah, we won't talk about Maidstone. Uh, very quickly about Millwall, uh, a few challenges that they're dealing with. They made four changes, Savile, Wallace, Bradshaw and Leonard coming in. Joe Bryan um, had retrospective action after some naughtiness at Coventry. And Michael Obafemi, who was actually one of our um, yeah, one of our uh, striker targets, actually, with our video with Jacob Paddy, which you can still watch if you want, um, was unavailable. Um, hasn't really featured a great deal for them yet, but um, another option removed from them from the bench. And uh, talking about the bench, ex-Blue Bartosz Biakowski, he was in goal uh, when uh, Town, yeah, we give Bart some love um, on Valentine's night as well. He was in goal, obviously, in the, in the return, uh, in the reverse fixture at Portman Road, but um, yeah, not involved tonight. Um, Sarkic in goal for them. But yeah, Joe, your thoughts on that Millwall team? Um, I, I think it was it was good when the news broke that Joe Bryan was suspended. He's um, a good fullback. And at, as the game at Portman Road played out, we had Murray Wallace playing in that left-back role and Wes Burns causing all sorts of problems in the first half. And... That's exactly what happened again there, wasn't it? Done, yeah. done that right. And so they didn't really have an answer to it. I don't know whether uh, Joe Bryan would have been in that position and playing there, but it just didn't. It just was not a good tactical setup from Millwall in the first half. No, and we'll talk about Joe Edwards and um, probably what the situation is there towards the end. Um, Eze is probably the, the the guy to look out for, isn't he? And he had a little bit of fun with Leif Davis in the second half. But yeah, let's get into it, Joe, because we know that Millwall have got a pretty lousy home record, but they do start. Um, really strongly and the first kind of 10-15 minutes we've got a, a kind of a plethora of corners um, Haladki punching away um, and low saves um, your thoughts at the first 10-15 minutes it was a bit of an onslaught wasn't it it was almost like the Alamo it was like the the last 15 minutes of the game how teams play wasn't it I think they must have had four corners in the first 10 minutes and there was sort of free kicks weak ones given away there was a couple of there's a lot of contact in the box. I think Wes Burns pulling Jake Cooper for one. Um, Vaslav Hladke was having a lot of problems with Roman Essay and he was getting in his way and he was trying to pull him out in front of him and it was it was one of those ones where you could easily see something going wrong for us at that time but it, but it didn't. We we sort of pushed on and I think everyone will notice after about 12-13 minutes Amari Hutchinson sat down on the ground for with an injury. Yeah. Talk even to us even about the sky this. Com- well, even the Sky commentators noted, they said, oh, nobody was sent to warm up while Amari Hutchinson was <laughs> down injured. They went over to the side. They had a they had a little debrief and a little get together. And from that point on, we just we just tried to slow things down for a couple of minutes from that point onwards. And it obviously did the trick. Yeah. I, I mean, we give plenty of love and respect to Kieran McKenna. And we also kind of sometimes bemoan a little bit of us not, us not being streetwise. But that situation around the Hutchinson injury, in inverted commas, actually was massively important in, in changing the momentum, as you say. Um, because, you know, soon after that, um, 
we're on the front foot, aren't we? And we're getting chances. And you know, there's there's a corner for us that um, Broadhead's effort is deflected over, not and corner not given. But then he's going to be involved four minutes later, Joe. And great work, I guess, in the build up from Burns to win the ball back, isn't it? I'm, I'm trying to remember who he dispossesses on the on the I think left. It was Cooper on our right? Cooper side, yeah. Wins the corner, doesn't he? But Hutchinson does so well after that, doesn't he? From this second phase. Yeah, well, it, it seemed really slack defending because it didn't look like there was any way the ball was going off. Burns nicks it, does well, gets to the side and, yeah, it's knocked behind. And the ball sort of, from the corner, the ball ends up with Hutchison. You think you've got a chance to put it back in the box there, but he doesn't take the instant chance. He sort of tries to set it up and cuts inside and puts in one of those sort of awkward straight balls. And it's Nathan Broadhead who, where sort of the only person challenging him for the header is Harry Clark. Both both of those two go up, but Broadhead gets it, gets up and you're just trying to direct it at the goal and he just flicks it and sends it the other way and it just loops up. and So intelligent, well isn't it? There's nowhere he can really go with the ball. And yeah, and I'd say it's, a, it's an impossible chance. I don't, I don't think he's going to score many goals like that in his career. But yeah, a very intelligent piece of football and yeah, just an excellent start. Couldn't have placed it any better and and definitely look well. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he meant to do it. Um, obviously, not particularly well known for his heading ability, but he scored a few. Um, but yeah, that Barnsley was just really Barnsley away. But uh, yeah, and um, there was um, I think he scored a header against Millwall in the the game at Portman Road. He's the um, Leaf Davis cross and he headed it in. But more of it, more orthodox headers, aren't they? Whereas this one, very. You know, instinctive, very guard so versus West Brom Eskides. It reminded Hastings me of West. Richard Naylor versus Wigan as well. There you go. Okay, for yeah. the, the first goal before Bent's lob. Yeah, when you're the... sort of, you're nowhere near the goal and you, you're just trying to change the angle of the ball. Put it and... in an area. Yeah. Yeah, love Every it. in an area. Yeah. Um, Carl's asking, Joe, what is the beer? We're not sponsored, but uh, do you want to give us a review? Is it going? Oh, Camden Hells. Camden okay. Hells, yeah. I've had a few during the game a couple <laughs> I should say and, you're um, counting just different ones and then um, I went to pick one out of the fridge before I came in I looked at it it was a 7.5% lager so that one went back in and I pulled oh, the camp no. and held out oh, which, is that... a, which is an old favourite yeah standard you can't go wrong with that and um, yeah the 7.5 w- would have been interesting I'm sure for folk out there but um, no good professionalism and Carl is uh, giving that his thumbs up uh, Tanner going to double the lead or just under 10 minutes later, Joe. Um, and Millwall would just couldn't deal with us, did could they? The the passing patterns that we know our patterns of play, you know, when you're a def- seemingly a team that's in a tactical transition under Edwards and hasn't probably figured it out, maybe players out of position as well. You just, it, it's mentally, it's really difficult to keep up. You're exhausted. And it means that situations like the second goal are likely to happen. Talk us through the... Um, the own goal from Harding. Well, they're playing free at the back, aren't they, with wing backs? And as soon as the wing backs push on, the centre backs go wide, and it just leaves huge gaps for us to play through. And this is one where Broadhead all night he was just there, there was so much space for him to drop into, and he's such an intelligent player, was dropping into it all night. And um, I think is it Burgess who plays the ball through to my? I'm right. Oh, I think it's Davis. It might be okay. Davis plays Davis. the ball in. He makes a really good run, just sort of between the lines between the strikes, and he turns around and. It's got a cross and it's almost, there's there's almost so many better options for where to put the cross and where he puts it. But I think Burns is making the run to the near post to try and get there. But there's there's a pullback. There's a couple of options there which he could go to, but he just doesn't, he just doesn't do it and puts it to that near post. And it's a pretty poor piece of defending from Wes yeah. Harding. Is there, there's no one really around him and he he's just the, totally facing the wrong way and just, just flies at the ball and it, it goes in and it's a, it's, it's, I say he hasn't covered himself in glory there. I think there's a, a lot that that cross doesn't end in the in the goal sort of nine times out of ten. No, uh, and Andy Hinchcliffe was very um, very disappointed with his body shape pointing towards goal as you mentioned as well. And at halftime, he's withdrawn uh, probably uh, more about the change of shape that Millwall needed to do, but um, not a great performance. Um, there's a moment for Mill on 42, a free kick flowed in by Savile and Wallace probably should do a little bit better than he does, but it's a difficult situation. But as, as things are kind of uh, warming down towards halftime, Joe, there's some Olays from the brilliant away end. Uh, Tanner going to make it three. And this is all about Harry Clark, who we've given plenty of love to so far. Do you want to talk to us about this one as well? Well, there, there was a lot of good, good football in the build-up here, wasn't it? We'd, we'd held on to the ball for a long time and worked it down there. And Clark has just been busting the gut up and down that pitch all game. And he goes inside to Hutchinson, plays the quick one-two, flies down. And 
takes a touch. It looks like the ball might nearly go off the pitch, but he just about keeps it on, floats it up, and it's Kiefer Moore at the back post. And I know Luke Chambers on the commentary just said it, or it's a brilliant header. He does what all strikers do, just heads the ball down into the ground. But it's questioned in the commentary in the second half whether he does mean to head the ball down into the ground and bounce it over the keeper. But no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's meant. In fairness, Kiefer Moore has scored, scored a lot of goals with his head over the years, and you, you know where you want to put the ball. And I was lucky; I had um, I'd spotted that Kiefer Moore was nine to one to score a header on Bet Three Six Five earlier, so I'd hey. put a little ten pound bet on that. Oh. So I was I was well in the money on that. As the that, beers as that are on Joe. The goal, but it was yeah, it was just a a good finish and such an important goal on the strike in the, on the stroke of half time because two 0 I know. It's sort of the cliche, Mick McCarthy, it's a dangerous scoreline, but it really is. They come out after the break and score a goal and it's a totally open game. But that goal there, I, I'm sure the, I'd say there was a fair few boos going out around the den at half time, And I'm sure there was probably a lot less people there in the 46th minute than there was in the 44th minute as, yeah. as the game kicked off the second half. And that's basically just the, the, the game over at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, the perfect first half, albeit after a really challenging opening phase which we saw out and 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 did the necessary to do that and yeah and an and odd symmetry with that with the home game where we were three nil up as well uh a question here before i forget about it from norman um you can do your best dave diamond impression joe were we that good or were millwell awful and i'll um i'll help you out from skip i i, I think it's easy to say a team's bad when you've when you've beaten them comfortably and yeah, they didn't cover themselves in glory, but that's because we were we were sort of two 0 up, three 0 up at half time. So, what do you expect? So, no, I, I I think it's always easy to say the other team was poor when you play like that, but no, we were we were excellent, and that's that's all that matters. And I think possibly in this run of draws and the odd defeat, and you know, since Norwich, I think a lot of people have maybe been down on us. The fundamentals have always been there. The quality is always there. Obviously, we've had a really important January, and I think folk have been talking about the strikers coming in as being really crucial. But you know that this team has got quality in there, and at some point, we haven't really talked about the fact that someone's going to get a pasting at some point, but you kind of do feel that with us, that we go on a bit of a non-winning run, and at some point, the form turns. It was Forrest Green, to your point, last season. Um, Do you kind of feel like this is a kind of endorsement for... We are still a top team, and 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 the automatics, which people have been really down on since um, since Preston, particularly. Um, we're now back in the mix, aren't we, Joe? We have to be back in the mix after that. I, I personally don't think we were ever out of the mix with the uh, mm-hmm. two points per game that we've kept up. I know our, I know our points tally has dropped, dropped over recent weeks, but it's it's easy to say, oh yeah, because of this, because of that, because of that. But also, ultimately, we played Leicester twice and we drew twice. They're good results. We beat Sunderland, that was a good result. The only games we lost were Leeds away and Preston away. Well, they're not they're not absolute stinkers of results to lose those. And the QPR and Stoke draws over the Christmas period, there were there were there were massive mitigating circumstances for those. We we had like six players out of that QPR game. You could almost say like five of your best six players missed that game. And we went to Stoke without Davis, without Morsey and Went there, went there, went there, and drew there. But it's it's, it's not an awful result. We ha- we haven't had many many bad results. We just had a really tough run of fixtures, which we came out of okay, not not where we wanted to be. But we're a relentless side. You look at the um, look at that that third goal. People people say, oh yeah, well, it, it, you've you've gone in halftime three 0 up. Yeah, because at two 0 when we're two 0 up on the stroke of half time, our centre back, our right sided centre back, is getting to the byline to stand the ball up there. Yep. A lot of teams are happy. Oh, we're 2-0 up. We're just going to see this out to half-time, go in and regroup. But we're absolutely relentless and really push on. We really push on for that third goal. We got the goal that we deserved. And then that that sewed the game up. That's not luck. That is the way we play the game. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, we're not going to change our philosophy. A lot of people saying, oh, we need a plan B. And I think there was a little bit of a, a worry that maybe the introduction of Kiefer Moore might change us to more direct. And we we do do that. There were more crosses in there, but it's still the same old Ipswich. It's still the same old philosophy, isn't it? And it's good that sometimes, you know, your faith is rewarded with a result and performance like tonight, isn't it? So, um, yeah, good on Kieran McKenna and good on the players and good on the fans at Millwall as well for keeping the atmosphere going. Because second half, Joe, I guess it can go one of two ways. It can either be an absolute bloodbath and town get, a fourth really quickly in the second half and it becomes five or six or maybe it, it, they just keep them at arm's length. Um, your, your reflections on the second half before we talk about the kind of fourth, because there's no real kind of clear cut moments for either team really is there. 
No, we we were just we we just played the half well. We kept we kept the ball well between Hladke, Wolfenden, Burgess at the back. They just kept it moving. We we didn't really concede a chance, did we? There was a couple of the first couple of minutes of the half, they really sort of pushed on and tried to do it, but we saw them off quite easily and just we just we just won the game, didn't we? We just worked yeah. the game out. We kept we carried on what we want to do. We, we know how we know how we can win these games, and we just ensured that we did so. Yep, and g- good to see some substitutions. You know, minutes for and Chaplin is going to be involved in the in the fourth. Um, we'll talk about him in a second. But Sarmiento getting some time, Travis getting some time as well. You kind of feel really sorry for Lewis Travis. I think a lot of a few people might have expected Luongo to to miss out and be rested, uh, three game week and all that kind of stuff. But um, good to see Travis involved, albeit not really much to do. Um, and then Ali Al Hamadi comes on and. Uh, it was something that I said in Telegram. It'd be int- given the score line, it gives McKenna the license to give him a chance of playing the, the lone striker role, which probably in the longer term is something that we want him to do. But at the moment, you know, his, his cameos have been as, a, as part of a pair with more. But it give that score line just gives McKenna that ability, doesn't it, Joe, to, to give Al Hamadi the, the chance? Yeah, pe- people talk about, oh, yeah, are we going to play two up front? How's, how's it going to work with Al Hamadi? And it's like, I don't think that's really an option because the whole problem we had is that we did, we didn't have a single striker and Kieran McKenna likes to use two in one game to do it from there. Well, if we start more and Al Hamadi, what happens at 60, 70 minutes when we want someone off? There's no one to come on. So it's always that Al Hamadi and more are competing for one spot in the team. But it's also the fact that those two will play in every single game and more did his job. He, did the first 70 minutes, Al Hamadi's come on and he's got 20 minutes to use his sort of incredible athleticism just to run at the defence, keep him moving. And yeah, he, d- he did that all the way through his cameo. I thought Sarmiento was excellent when he came on. We, like, you never so, know what he's going to do, Sarmiento, do you? And probably no, he doesn't he, either. But He was he was excellent. I know he's back in his sort of South London hometowns, wow. his, his ends <laughs> where he was from, but he, he liked that. And then, um, in, and Travis, you mentioned sort of, like, yeah, I thought maybe he would get a game ahead of Luongo tonight because Luongo's not really been a free game week guy, has he? And Travis has come here and he's looked solid whenever he's played and came on and did well again tonight. And he really looks like he stepped into that third choice central midfielder role, especially with Jack Taylor out injured at the moment. He's mm. going to get some games. He's going to be an important player over the next few weeks. Yeah, and and, and to Luongo's credit, second half. Uh, we, we were coming all, uh, up with all kinds of puns for his name because he was pillowing it all over the place, wasn't he? So, yeah, good. And and, and a lot of people are written off Caden Jackson. And yet, Joe, we get a few minutes for Caden Jackson as well. So he's still going to be involved as well. Let's talk about the, the fourth goal before we go to the questions and do get your thoughts in. If we've missed them and haven't put them up on the screen, then stick them back and, and recycle them. Stick a cue if you've got a question for Joe or I, um, and we'll get to those in a bit. But let's talk about the fourth goal. And it's all about, Hladke to Chaplin, really, that's, that makes the move happen, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quality distribution from the back from Hladke. And it's it's almost like what we do, isn't it? We, we mix it up and there's a short pass, short pass here, there, go square, drop in deep. And then all of a sudden, it's just that one straight ball which cuts the team open, takes out half of it there. And then obviously Chappers lands on the ball and then he's great. It's a yeah, brilliant ball to Al Hamadi. And, and at that, that stage, Al Hamadi, he could he could just try and take the ball into the corner and do that, but he's got that real ambition to drive towards goal. He beats the first man, gets himself in front of Wallace there. And yeah, I, so I've only seen a couple of replays during the game. It, it looks as though the foul is outside the box, but Al Hamadi's driving with such acceleration, such passion to get into the box that the ref gives a penalty. Yeah, maybe it's a bit lucky, but at 3-0 in the 90th minute, it's not. I say we, we've we've been due some penalties in much more yeah. fortuitous situations than that that we haven't got this season, and brilliant, brilliant to see what um, that Al Hamadi takes a penalty. Someone commented there in their Romeo comments in there that Chaplin wasn't happy he didn't take it, but we've seen Connor Chaplin miss enough penalties to yeah. know that he's he's maybe not the best penalty taker. Brilliant finisher, but not maybe the best penalty taker. And Al Hamadi takes it, scores, and your new signings off the mark in the championship and. He's in a, front he's of the away that, support as well. Yeah, in front of the away supports, and at the you can you can hear the away supports cheering his name as the game carries on after that point. So that's got to give him a huge amount of confidence as well, which is what we need. Everyone in the squad will now be in that sort of buzzing position. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking of these kind of um, 
additional perks out of the result in the game, the clean sheet. Uh, I need, I'll find the chat in a bit, but someone mentioned, you know, McKenna would have had a clean sheet in the back of his mind for the way that we approached the second half, won't he? And the fact we've got it, not only great for, for I guess, for him, the team, but for primarily for Haladki, who's come in for some real criticism, hasn't he, of late? Some of it justified, of course, um, but um, really hasn't let anyone down too much and been a lot of chat. So good for him to, I mean, not particularly well-tested. Second half, Millwall were just swiping the ball, weren't they? Fleming had a few sites where he should have done a lot better. But yeah, great for the team to get the clean sheet, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, and say, look, Haladki the sort of criticism he's had. I don't think there's been massive amount, but there's also been enough that it's been noticeable. And, and he's been in that position, which Walton had last year before he went on the incredible clean sheet run, where there's sort of a period of sort of seven, eight games where they've just barely saved a shot. And it, it's not that they've been majorly at fault for goals or that. Like I know there's the Preston goal where Haladki sort of passed out the back badly, but just, just goal, just goal scored where it's a bit like, Oh, it, at what point is he just going to get some shots straight at him to build his confidence? And that's that seemed what the first 10 minutes were like tonight. A few shots at him, he palmed them behind. And I, some people say, oh, yeah, maybe he should try to hold those. But sometimes you've just got to get the ball away and clear it. And had a couple of good holds, sort of good um, takes from crosses at the end, some, some good passing the, the ball for the fourth goal. And he just, yeah, he, he was just back to his best tonight, wasn't he? And one of those ones where just every, everything he did, he did well enough and can move on to the next one. And you've got the same Wolfie and Burgess back together and they've got the clean sheet. So that'll be a big confidence boost for them. The band is back together. Yeah, very chilled out, passing it around the back line, wasn't it? Let's go to some of the chat before we just um, we'll check the stats out as well because I want to get um, Joe's take on the stats. But let's see what folk have got to say. Uh, Alan, there's there's a the point. January transfer is brilliant. Uh, Matt still nervous at nil three on 85 minutes. Come on, Matt. And with uh, regards to the January transfers, we, we know how. We, we signed four players in January last season and they took a few weeks ago about this date, sort of 14, 15 for February when they came in after the Bristol Rovers game had the Forest Green game that they came to the team and it feels like more settled in really quickly. Al Hamidi, that's, that's three games now where he's had a really good chance in each of them and he's got, got the goal there. Travis has done well and Samiento looks ready and purring already. So yeah, we we seem to have got those guys integrated to the team already. Yeah, Travis um, has a good cameo as part of the Town TV pancake flipping video as well, if you haven't watched that as well. So um, I recommend that. Kirk uh, Hutchinson is sheer class, great skill, intelligence and temperament. Yeah, he definitely did his chances of a start again on Swansea. You know, no harm at all with the performance tonight, Joe. No, he's, um, we've, we've been talking about he's been really pushing for this start at the moment, hasn't he? And yeah, he's he's, he's shown he can play in that. Wes Burns' role, we can play the Colin Chaplin role now, and he's ha- he's having a really really good season. I know there's probably people, including himself, who wants him to start 30 games a season, but I, f- I feel he's been managed really well, and I'm sure Chelsea are very very happy with how his loan spell has gone here. Yeah, they probably were there tonight as well. I mean, they're probably there every week, aren't they? But easier to get down to Millwall than it is maybe to get to Ipswich. Uh, Carl, we were a level above them both with and without the ball, I thought. Yeah, you could tell the team that had the established patterns of playing shape, couldn't you, Carl? So, um, yeah, it was, great. It was even noted on the commentary, which isn't, which isn't always picked up, but how in the, in the 94th minute when we're 4-0 up, we gave the ball away and Burns, oh, sorry, it wasn't Burns, but like Davis... Morsey, everyone is flying back to defend because we are just such a fit team. And that, yeah. that's the stuff that's going to get you through this last what, 17 games now, or 15 games now, isn't it? Yes. They're cl- clocking down quite quickly, aren't they, the last few games? Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Skip, Kiefer is just horrible to play against, even if he doesn't score. He puts defences on the back foot and allows us to play our game on the floor as well. Yeah, I thought he was really impressive. Millwall's back line, pretty um, fierce in terms of stature. Um, but you don't want to see Kiefer more bearing down on you if you're a little bit unconfident on the ball. So yeah, good night for Kiefer and great to see him off the mark. His first Ipswich Town goal um, and... I'm trying to f- figure out the year's gap between first appearance and first goal. Um, but it's a few years, isn't it? It's probably six or seven years, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, good for him. It's, it's the first um, Ipswich game that he's won. And that too, yeah. It's 11 sub It's a night of last I'm loving so, it. Yeah. Three, three goals now for us in, well, three games. And I think Dan, it was, um, commented in the Telegram tonight that... Sorry, not first I goal. Think, Sorry. Yeah. I think there was... Um, there was Seven games since George Hurst wasn't in the team and we scored five goals or something along those lines. And since that Kiefer Moore's come in the team, it's it's two and a half games. So we, since we've had a proper nine on the pitch, two and a half games. And in that, we've scored nine or eight goals in two and a half games Ooh. since we've had a proper nine there. And it's not just what they do, it's their presence. that, that yeah. They are such defenders have to look after them and that opens the game up for broadhead because you, you just can't cheat where as 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 well as Caden Jackson did in his time defend you, you do not need to have two center backs occupied by Caden Jackson which means there's one can look after him and one then looks after somebody else so it was it's really important that we've got that back and I'm sure broadhead Hutchinson Chaplin Burns Sarmiento are all delighted to see Kiefer Moore in front of them yeah big it's a game changer isn't it um Tony great we didn't concede in the first 15 and built on that yeah uh we talked about the slow starts of late haven't we uh David you know McKenna will integrate the new signings I mean we've Joe's point they probably already well integrated but yeah they're going to only going to get hopefully better and better uh John giving Clark and slash Hutchinson man of the match difficult to see past those two Joe isn't it I think so yeah that that right hand side and Hutchinson dropping in there was great and yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with I'd probably go with one of those two. Yeah. Well, Nathan Broadhead as well. He scores yeah. the first goal, creates the, the seconds, second. and sort of did did really well at that point. Had a couple of other chances, a couple of other potential assists from there. Yeah, so he was very impactful in the game. He was. Uh, Paul, we need to get seven points for the next three, and we're right in it. We'll have a look at the fixtures in a bit, Joe. Um, but they are much friendlier than the ones that have preceded them, aren't they? So there's a good opportunity here. Yeah, Swansea away is not on Saturday, and then I think Rotherham next midweek, and then Birmingham, Birmingham. next weekend. So yeah, yeah, that is a we. I say it's difficult because we looked at when we were at this stage last year, we kept saying, "Oh well, the next seven games are all against teams in the bottom half of the table. We need to make sure we win all seven of those." And last year we did win all seven of those. We've now got our next eight games against bottom half teams at the moment yeah. and these are the teams we need to beat to win and I'm not saying we're going to go on that, that sort of crazy run that we did last year where we won sort of 14 out of 15 games but we've won one so hopefully we can do something similar if we if we can beat all the teams we could and should beat then yeah we're going to be right up there yeah well we've done it one game earlier because obviously this time last year we were drilling drawing nil nil at Bristol Rovers weren't we and people yeah, were kicking maybe off. we get 100 points this year rather than 98 there you go well let's put the fixtures on let's let's deal with this very quickly now um yeah, yeah as you mentioned Swansea up next or at Rotherham at home Birmingham having two home games be good to get Kiefer Moore off the mark at home um Plymouth away um Plymouth and Ipswich always a good battle there but Again, team in the bottom half. Bristol City um, vanquished Southampton, but at home. I think uh, they've well, now moved into the top half as well, so it changes the uh, oh, okay. nine in a row. Fair enough. Uh, Cardiff away, always tricky, but 
you know, on telly as well, annoyingly. And then Sheffield Wednesday. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday in the mix there as well. But yeah, definitely some fixtures that um, we can um, feel positive about at the moment. We just need to get some momentum, don't we? And let's head back to the chat. Let me just hide the games very quickly. Let's get back to the chat. Um, uh, what else have we got? Um, first time Travis and Morsey have played together. I think Chris is right there, isn't he? Um, yeah, Travis has come on as a sub in one game, so I don't know if that was for Morsey or with Morsey, but yeah, that, that, that could well be right. Mm. Um, some questions as well. Apologies if I'm, I'm moving around quite quickly, folks. So if um, do put your repost your question and if I've missed it the first time, but I've kind of jumped part way down here. So let's um, let's uh, see what Michael's got to say. Do you think that Al Hamadi suits our style more, but more is more effective at the moment? It's difficult, different styles of strikers, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think that Al Hamadi is maybe more like George Hurst, and he can run run the defenders about, occupy them more mobile in a, in a more mobile way than um, Moore does. But ultimately, Moore's an international striker who's a sort of a, on the cusp of the Premier League as a striker. He knows how to play that way. But Al Hamadi has just come out of League Two. We all hope that Al Hamadi can get to the level Moore's got to, and if he does, he'll have a brilliant career like Kiefer has had. But yeah, it's just two great options for us at the moment. And it's sort of more testament to what we said on when me and Craig did the live transfer deadline pod and you looked at the other strikers that have signed in this window that we had a really, really good window. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Streaky, on the way home, I'm very happy the run has started, he says. Well done, Streaky. We heard you and everyone in the Blue Army in the away end. Congrats. Get home safely and thanks for joining in the chat. A uh, couple, Romeo, couple but, of great shirts on the profile. Yeah, there's yeah. some classic ones there, aren't there? Yeah. Green King Core one's classic, isn't it? Uh, Vaz uh, getting some praise from Romeo. Norman asks, how much of an impact will squad fatigue have on Leeds and Southampton with them both still being in the cup? I, I don't think they'll be in the cup for very long, though, is it? Because I think, is it Southampton have got Liverpool away and Leeds have got Chelsea away? It's just, it's just one more midweek game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect they'll tactically exit it if they can and they'll rotate a lot won't they so yeah I'm, maybe but it'll be marginal at best uh, Trevor wants Hutchinson to start again on Saturday we'll probably um, yeah chimes with a lot of people's thoughts um, yeah and Romeo says Amari gives us a good option at 10 brings different strengths to Chappers genuine competition for places everywhere on the pitch apart from fullback yeah and then A's asked us every week we get a question about Brandon Williams, we don't know. This is a, McKenna might have provided something in his post-match, but we just we just don't know. Um, well, he said 10 to 14 days at the end of the window, so we'd hope that he's back at Ipswich and yeah. maybe back in training before the weekend's game. Yep. Uh, Matt, with Swansea losing 4-0 last night, is it a good or bad time to play them this weekend, Joe? Well, if they, if they defend like they did last week, last night, then yeah, it's a brilliant time to play them because I was, um, I was only watching on Sky Sports News and all the goals were just them staying a really, really high line and Leeds just breaking through and going through. And it wasn't just the four goals. There was two or three other chances that came from that as well. So if, if Swansea defend like they do on, like they did last night on Saturday, then we'll, we'll be in a good place come Saturday at 5 p.m. Yeah, we just need to play like we did tonight as well. And also hope that the keeper lets a few through him as well. Hey, do you think Southampton will feel the pressure after losing? They've got West Brom on Friday, Joey. That was obviously a helpful um, intervention by Liam Manning. Um, Southampton won't be feeling too much pressure, but not a great game to bounce back with, is it? I think they will be feeling pressure. Like they've, okay. ultimately, they've been on this they've been on this long run, 22 games unbeaten, and then they lose badly I thought, I thought it was quite a bad defeat that they lost there and now they've probably got one of the probably the second or third toughest game in the division away at West Brom who've got a brilliant home record so it's be inter- very interesting to see how they react to that but I'm not saying they're going to lose 10 in a row but it would be nice if they just maybe struggle to bounce back from that lose a couple maybe do what Sheffield Wednesday did Sheffield last Wednesday. year they <laughs> lost to Forest Green but yeah we don't know we need Ipswich to do Ipswich and Southampton do a shift for Wednesday, but Leeds, yeah, Leeds are quite ominous, aren't they? Uh, question from Elliot. What is the latest on Clark's Achilles? I mean, the change of speed tonight was, was great. Looked pretty unencumbered by it, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd, I'd love for my Achilles to be that sore <laughs> if I could if I could be an athlete like that. No, but he's, um, he's, he's obviously had a very tough time managing that throughout the season and the club have worked really hard with him through it. And yeah, he's been, well, he's been superb, I think. Yeah, agreed. Definitely grown into the season, hasn't he? He's, he's uh, still a really young player. What is he? 22? People forget twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, exactly right. And he's and and yeah, I was going to say he's one of our own. It doesn't really count for much, but actually, it matters for the fans. And yeah, is he, is he a year old? Ali Alhamidi, who's yeah. a young, promising player. And yeah, not, it's not to criticise him in any way, but I think and, some people see Clark as though he's the same age as a Burns or a Chaplin, who's. 27, 28, 29, 30, knows their body well, knows he's still very, very young and still improving. I'm old enough to be his dad, potentially, so that that, that should age him for you and age me at the same time. Moving on, Aaron, uh, easy to forget how many great saves Vaz made in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, a few unorthodox saves, a good low save in the near post as well. But yeah, great for Alagi to get back into some form. And again, the clean sheet as we talked about. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, we got a super chat from Richard, our mate Richard. Uh, away fans, tremendous as usual. Thank you to those in there and in here. You make us proud. Here, here, Richard. Thank you for your support of the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, if you want to do likewise, there's a button in the uh, chat feature in YouTube. But as always, please do give us a thumbs up. Please subscribe as well. Plenty more content. The match is coming thick and fast. Uh, we'll figure out what we're doing about next week. But obviously, pre-match show tomorrow, live. Um, me back in the host chair 24 hours later with Seb talking about Swansea, the flagship show on Sunday, 8 p.m. Joe's back for that with hopefully with Dave fully fit and Ben as well. So plenty of stuff coming your way. But thank you, Richard. And thank you to the folks over on Facebook. We've got a love from Matt Macon. We love you too. And Harry and lots of 13, 12 thumbs up. You and Gareth, Scott, Stephen, Paul, Paul, Sean, Jordan, and four more that I can't see. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Um, we appreciate it. We're going to stick around a little bit longer. Um, so please get your questions in the chat. We'll put them to Joe. Very quickly, Joe, should we do the roundup from the results of the week? Let's do the um, let's do the first batch of results. Um, an interesting matchup at St. Andrews. Uh, John Eustace returning there, but Tony Mowbray coming out on top. Leicester, unsurprisingly. Andre Dessert with a girl. Yeah, good. Yeah, sorry, good shout. Yeah, do stop me as we go on these. Leicester doing what Leicester do. Um, record points tally, here they come. Um, you know, probably good for Sheffield Wednesday to keep it to two, frankly. Norwich fans booing substitutes at 55 minutes is great. Norwich then going on to win the game 4-2, not so great. Um, the league table, let me very quickly put it up there. Coventry's late equaliser at Plymouth keeps Norwich out of the top six, but their level on points now, Joe, and Norwich are kind of low-key. It seems dysfunctional, but since they played us, they've been on really big run, haven't they? And annoyingly are now lingering around the playoffs. But they've run a decent run of form coming into the game against us, weren't they? So... It's, I think somebody mentioned that since when Josh Sargent plays, they sort of mm. average over two points per game. And when he doesn't play, it's like one point per game. So he's obviously been a very important player for them, even though he missed a penalty and then scored the rebound last night. But no, it's incredible how... this. Is, I think this is how difficult things are when you're a parachute, when you're up against these parachute teams. You've got a team who are seen as they're having like the worst season they've ever had <laughs> and they're still fighting for sixth place. And it's like, they don't know they're born their fans today, but I'd <laughs> yeah. love to see them finish seventh as we finish second. <laughs> there you go. Uh, clip that for your podcast. Rotherham um, held Hull for a bit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Rabona from Philogene, albeit with a deflection. Did you, have you seen that one, Joe? Give me some thoughts on that one. I have, yeah. It's a quality goal. And um, I see the dubious goals committee have awarded the goal. They've to, now given it um, to him, have they? They've yeah. given it to Philogene today, but ultimately when they gave Sam Morsey the goal against Leicester on Boxing Day, I think I'm surprised if Nathan Broadhead doesn't get given the second goal tonight. <laughs> we stay in the dubious goals committee. Not worth the paper it's written. I don't know even what I'm talking about. Uh, Swansea, as we mentioned, um, preparing for the visit of town by getting pumped by Leeds. Bristol City, the big Talking point of last night, Bristol City 3, Southampton 1. Southampton, a lot of the ball, but it was really, I don't know if you saw it, Joe, it was quite kind of similar to some of the Southampton performances at the start of the season before they kind of got their mojo. A little bit of rotation, perhaps. But yeah, that bodes kind of well, doesn't it, for Southampton being human after all and their 22-game unbeaten run in the league is over. Yeah, they, they had a few good chances and on another day, they score their chances. Bristol City don't there, but... Bristol City got into some really good positions and almost weren't clinical enough to take them. And had they had they taken a chance on another night, they could have had five or six goals. And I know on another night, Southampton could have been the ones that scored them. But yeah, it, it would be nice to see them sort of come back towards the pack because they've got a really... They've, I know it sounds silly when you sort of say 22 games unbeaten, but they've had a really soft run in that time. I think they've only... 
I don't think they've won any away games against top, top half teams in the championship yeah. team. They've still got to come to Portman Road. They've still got to go to the, the Hawthorns on Friday. They go to Ellen Road on the last day of the season. I think they've had a really nice fixture list, and this this could be the thing that changes their momentum. It, it might not be, but we don't know. We're keeping fingers crossed. West Brom doing what West Brom do when at home, um, 2-0 over Cardiff. And then tonight, uh, Huddersfield beating Sunderland. Sunderland just can't get um, their mojo. Consistency is an issue under under Beal. Coventry last-minute equaliser away at Plymouth, and that's how it feels, Plymouth. Um, but Preston, since beating us, Joe, on a bit of a run there, hovering outside the, the top six, and Borough just can't... Three wins on either. the bounce of Preston, isn't it? yeah. But- I think Middlesbrough, they've got some good players, but they're just not quite there, are they? No. Uh, Stoke, big win for them. Uh, Schumacher really couldn't get them up and running, but uh, a big win, albeit a narrow win over QPR, important down the bottom. And as we said, Millwall nil, Ipswich Town four. Joe, do you want to see some stats from tonight's game? Um, they no, make... they don't make us look as good as we normally no, do. No, well, they? at half-time, Millwall had a higher XG, and I know that there'll be people out there going, because XG's shit. Um, but um, I think the own goal, own goal might have not factored into it. But look, yeah, 66% possession, nearly two on the XG Omiter, but eight. Like, Mill had lots of shots, fairness, didn't they? 0.79 of that is from the penalty, isn't it? Yeah, so. True, 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 true. Um, big chances, three to nil, though. That's the real quiz. Um, but yeah, a dominant performance, Joe. And now looking at the league table as it covers our faces, uh, Leicester riding off a little bit into the sunset. Leeds and Southampton both catchable now though aren't they knowing the fixtures that we've got to come and a game in hand on Leeds as well but it's really tight and then yeah re- and then four teams is it on 48 points challenging for for sixth and Sunderland aren't out of it just yet it's a uh, it's really compressing constantinering up isn't it it's really exciting yeah and like when you look at it you'd, you'd think that from what from what we've heard in recent weeks that we're five points behind Leeds and Southampton where you look at it we're three points behind Leeds and our game in hand is against Rotherham at home which I'm not saying you're going to just turn up and beat them but that that is the easiest game in the, of the season is at Rotherham at home they're the poorest side in the league and their away record is I don't think they've won an away game since sort of for about two years I don't think they've won an away game there but you just look with 15 points ahead of sixth or sixth place it's, it's incredible how far ahead we are and it's also incredible like, like last year when we were sitting here like here oh, we're doing so well but there's two of the there's sort of three teams going for two places where normally all three teams would get promoted but now it's even worse there's three teams going for one place and all three of those teams in any normal season would have enough to go up yeah, we just, we just timed it really badly, but we could still we can still make it, as you say. Uh, let's go back to the chat. Do you get your questions and your thoughts in? We'll stick around for another 10 minutes or so um, and then say goodnight. Uh, David, away support, incredible on a Wednesday night and on Valentine's night as well. The numbers here are great as well, by the way. Thank you, everyone, especially if you're joining, coming back from uh, the den, as Dave says, the away support, um, fantastic. But thank you for supporting this show as well. Stick with us. Um, do like and subscribe as well, all that kind of stuff. But thank you for giving up your Valentine's Day evenings as well, folks. Um, Nick, uh, Al Hamadi may have more influence in our run, he feels. I feel we've signed a gem. I think a lot of people are hoping that's the case. Uh, Philip, we're full of confidence to play Swansea, absolutely. Uh, Skyliner, whether Ali starts or not, he looks our most complete striker. Uh, lots to his game. Interesting thought that, Joe. I mean, we need to be careful not to put too much pressure on him at this early stage, don't we? But early signs are good. Yeah, and well, every, every game he's nearly scored a goal and he's getting involved in the build-up. He's he, um, Chris Casement was on Town TV before the game. He's He said, oh, I've been lucky to watch a couple of training sessions and he looks like he's settled right in. So I know someone like Kieran McKenna talks about the standard of training is almost it's what keeps the club going as it is. And that there's a real reticence for players to drop down to the under-21s to play because he sees if you can keep up in training, that's much better than that. And it sounds like he's dropped right into the quality of training required. And if he's done that and he's doing well, then yeah, we're, we're, we're onto a winner. And he looks, he's looked good in every game he's come on for. Yep. And attitude is, is sound as well when you hear his interview as well on the town podcast too. So yeah, um, definitely, um, could have some big moments ahead of him for the rest of the season. Uh, very finished problems. Uh, it's not Mikey's. It's not Mikey, is it? No, it's not. Um, I know who it is. Uh, do you think Plymouth can do us a favour against Leeds? I mean, stranger things have happened, Joe, but um, it's, yeah, we're, it's a bit of a clutch, isn't it? Asking for Plymouth to do us a favour. 
I, I, well, we, we know that Plymouth have got a fantastic record at home park. Graham says that, by the way. I'm yeah. resident Plymouth fan. I, I, is, he not, is he a Plymouth or a Leeds fan? I think he's yeah. a Plymouth fan. He's got uh, a green heart there. So Yeah, but Plymouth have got a fantastic record at home park over the Do last you... 18 months or so. And I don't think there's any any game that Plymouth win down there that is going to shock you. And that's, that's going to be one of the toughest run games in our run that we've got coming up. To be fair, very finished problems, retorts. You managed a good draw in the FA Cup in 90 minutes, yeah. So, and we'll take that again. <laughs> yeah, do that for us. Uh, AD, what a great result tonight. Made up for the nightmare journey to get to Mill. It sounded like logistics, not great travelling, uh, particularly from Ipswich as well. So uh, well done, everyone. Yeah, I don't uh, think lot. the coaches even hit the A12 till five o'clock. So. No, nightmare, isn't it? Um, good old um, Orwell Bridge. A lot of love for Ali Alhamadi there. Um Plenty of love for him tonight. That's great to see. Um, Jules listening in from Tenerife. Um, muy buen los azules es the numero uno. I don't know what that means, and hopefully I haven't just said something massively offensive. Um, but yeah, great to have you. Number one. Number one something. Good. Uh, BN is good. Azules. My BN, good. Translate. Google Translate someone. I'm, yeah, blimey. Moving on quickly. Um, Southampton conceding six in two games, right? Says Aaron. Oh, More wow. hope there, Joe. Southampton. I like, I like that, Aaron. Taking. I like that. Yep. Um, streaky. This time last season, we finally had our starting 11 and stuck with it. Same now? Yeah, I, I think we will ride our best team. I'm not, I'm not sure Connor Chaplin won't, won't be part of that. But yeah, I'm sure we'll ride our best team from here on out. Yep. Um, Horsler, I saw the last two Saints games in both Bristol City and Huddersfield were excellent teams raising their game against them. Um, so you never know. Uh, Graham, do us a favour there. Um, <laughs> Solly, Saints were awful against Huddersfield Saturday and it continued to bristle. There you go. So bit of both. Hashtag bit of both. Trevor reckons Bill's next with a sack. Uh, start uh, the Sunderland Till I Die Series 3 is out on Netflix. I started watching that earlier. It's not as interesting when they're half decent, but they skipped through half the season. Um, it's a bit weird. It's maybe not as good as the previous ones, but... Um, yeah, Sunderland always doing Sunderland things, aren't they? So, Stranger Things. Um, um, Stefan, not time for self-congratulations. Lots of work to do. I guess it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Well, thoughts on that one, Joe. I was going to give my take on it, but you go for it. Uh, well, the, fan, the fans can self-congratulate, but you know that yeah. Kenna and the squad are going to be straight on to the next game. Probably from when that, when that third goal went in, it was all, all eyes on Swansea at that point there. Yeah, we could have, you got to enjoy the moment, Stefan. But yeah, you know that McKenna and the team will be, um, yeah, will be sorting us out ready for for Saturday, won't they? As well, um, Simon, bloody great result to watch. Tick up on the text feeds here in Auckland, New Zealand. I guess I should do some, yeah, get to work, Simon. But hopefully, with a smile on your face, a spring in your step, as Ipswich Town go up four 0 winners. We've got Mark in Christchurch as well, New Zealand representing. Big fan of Christchurch, done bungee jumps in Christchurch. A um, lot of love for New Zealand. Watch with two other town fans on BN Sports. Other sports broadcasters are available. Good to have you with us, Mark. Um, and Richo, the Everton fan, we're kind of doing a fasting stick or stay away, Richo. We don't want another team joining the queue for McKenna. Um, let's, hope like... we get, let's hope we get a league trip to Goodison Park next year yeah, for, the last, the for the last year of it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, oh, Goodness me, Jason, I'm not sure. I think that's a jokey question, but uh, I'm going to read stuff before I put it on the screen. Um, if you, uh, the last shout for questions and, and thoughts, man of the match shouts. Um, obviously, as you said, uh, pre-match show back tomorrow live, back in the uh, in the saddle straight away. So do come and join us live 8pm to talk through Swansea. The flagship show back Sunday 8pm, Ben, Dave and Joe. Um, so join us to talk after the fact about Swansea and I'm sure we'll have plenty of shows next week obviously uh three game week again so we'll definitely have some post-match reaction to Rotherham and then the usual stuff around Birmingham as well so do come and join us here on Blue Monday do uh, subscribe the content will just drop in your feed without you having to do anything um and if you're unable to make the game on Saturday in Wales um why not Use NordVPN to navigate yourself virtually to some other part in the some other place in the country or in the world, maybe Amsterdam or something like that, and um, to do whatever you might want to do with a VPN. Um, there's a link in the description, uh, nordvpn.com slash Blue Monday. There's an exclusive discount um, courtesy of us, and we get a little referral bonus as well. So everybody wins. Uh, so something to look up at there. And there's a money back guarantee as well. So 
I'm, I've, I've I'm sold that. Advocating as well as I can. the use of VPNs for no, TV. just I didn't say that. Joe did. Flame, flame fares. Um, yeah, it's to protect you when you're uh, shopping. And I don't know. Uh, move on, move on, move on. Uh, we also probably in the in the both in the pre-match show and the flagship show. I think we might have a Rotherham ticket giveaway um, in store as well. So if that's not you know, if Seb's research isn't enough for you, then maybe that will be instead. Um, we'll do a final few bits and pieces, and then Joe will get your summings up before we say goodbye. Um, but let's see what the chat has to say. Um, uh, Philip, yeah, a lot of us thinking similar. This was the same time last season when we started our promotion winning run. Let's hope for part deux. Um, And Sully, looked like Bart was asking McKenna for the backup job next year post-match stranger things about what you'd welcome bart back wouldn't you i mean we've got to figure out our keeper situation in the summer anyway joe but you'd love bart back wouldn't you I've, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure he could be the, but we're pr- probably at the stage where he'd be the number three now isn't he I'm, I'm not sure if he'd cope with the playing out from the back there but i'm sure he's a great character to have around the dressing room yeah exactly right uh tractor boy from toronto here born in super ipswich good to have you with us sean as well uh uh, translation from very Finnish problems, very Spanish problems. Very good. The Blues are number one. Thank goodness for that. Um, only one of us is going to get in trouble tonight. Um, Matt, great win. Fantastic show. Thank you very much, Matt. Give us some love on Valentine's night, uh, especially poor Joe's, who's, you know, powered through on the, just powered by alcohol, but he's got a cold, bless him. So do give Joe some love before you say goodnight as well. We're lucky to have such a fantastic, but I'll oh, stop him, Matt. Uh, bring on the weekend. Um, Sully saying short rest for Swans. I mean, that, yeah, that, that is frustrating. Obviously, they played last night at home and then they obviously can probably train Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, game Saturday. Mm. Well, we play tonight. We're not going to be home till obviously very, very late tonight. Thursday, we're going to need to travel up to Wales on Friday, whether we fly, train, coach, whatever. And then, But it's it's a real quick turnaround for us where it's not for them. No, but we, we are fit. Whoa, we're fit. Um, so that stands as in good stead. And um, patterns, you know, and all that rotation. Yeah, um, fingers crossed, Sully. But yeah, it's a fair point. Um, you know, along with the kind of twelve thirty game, just just common sense seems to be lacking in the ear. And, and be EFL careful, Sully, because a swan can break your arm. There you go, fact. And yeah, and you can't fight back because they're protected by the, the crown of the realm. Don't know why I'm going with David Brent on you there. Uh, Richo, 65-year-old Everton, watched the great side of the 70s. Some good battles, I'm sure, with Bobby Robson's side during that era as well. Stefan, thanks, peeps. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Jason thought Amari was excellent, dropping deep, picking the ball up and driving us forward. Yeah, absolutely winning a few good fouls here, as, here and there as well. Um, looked impossible to pick up. Um, and uh, Polecat999 just watched the match reaction on Lions TV. Uh, Ben's mate there um, can hardly hear what the guy's saying. Blue Army drowning him out. Love that. Um, Bomber Harris. Um, we, I think we've dealt with this, Joe, but just definitively, would you stick with Hutchinson? Uh, it says rest chappers, but you'd, you'd go with Hutchinson purely on the basis of the performance from tonight, wouldn't you? Well, he's, he's definitely given McKenna a question, but Chaplin is such an important player for us and sort of his influence, his ability, his goal scoring. So I, I won't be writing Connor off. This was a time last no. year where he really came into his own. No, well, he got a kind of an assist for the penalty in a way of speaking. Had a good shot, didn't he, as well? We know his quality, so he'll come good at some point and maybe he'll have the, the telling moment of the season as well. Streaky's going for Hutchinson as his man of the match. Jason, love the content. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate you. Haven't felt this much positivity since first started watching in the mid-70s. There you go. There was a UEFA Cup win and an FA Cup win for you there. So good for you. And um, yeah, definitely positive is back it's an amazing what a win will do in a clean sheet um but yeah uh we've got some Millwall fans here good to have you with us give us your thoughts before we say good night um but yeah jason the last 70 minutes reminiscent of some of the games this time last year winning the ball back very high and nullifying everything they had defensive yeah agree with that uh great show says david uh come on you blues believe hashtag believe uh quote and lasso that's what we want um Confirm, yeah, McKenna stat, Joe, is 100 matches, 202 points, isn't it? Yep, that's it. Yeah, it's 199 going into it. But yeah, is correct. What, what, a, what a job he's done from the day he walked through the door where we were sort of really, what, we were 11th, 12th in League One and nowhere near getting anywhere with it. And he's, he's turned us around from the second he's walked in the door. Yeah, do you want to give... Uh, well, let's sign off. Um, thank you, everyone, in the chat. If you want a, a last-minute shout-out, get it in now. Um, Joe, do you want to give 
love firstly to Kieran McKenna for 100 games and hopefully many more. Um, but Ipswich Town tonight, um, 4-0 victors at Millwall. Uh, just give some love as you sign off um, from a, a great night for, for Ipswich Town. Yeah, well, well Kieran McKenna is a very level-headed manager, very much trust the process and we've just kept doing what we're doing and we've got the result that our recent performance has probably deserved and I'm sure we'll keep getting the results that we deserve. The he 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 doesn't listen to the noise from the outside with regards to bad runs of results, bad runs of fixtures. There, he's just going to keep us going and keep setting us up to win every game. And I think we we're on for a really exciting run in for the season. Fingers crossed. Thank you, everybody, for joining us late into your Valentine's night. Uh, Ipswich Town 4-0 winners, as we say tonight. A lot of love in the chat. A lot of love um, for people who have stuck around and been here since uh, minute one. Or join us partway through. If you're listening to this back, driving home from London, wherever you live, um, we appreciate you as well. Do join us for the pre-match show live tomorrow. Um, and thank you, everyone, for the kind words. And, yeah, Ipswich Town back in the hunt. Um, and back at it against Swansea. On Saturday, uh, we will be back to talk about it on the pre-match show and on Flagship. Joe, thank you for all of your insights as always. And thank you everybody for joining in and we'll speak to you soon. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.